In the first few weeks of our Bible in 90 Days class, one theme became incredibly clear. The Israelites sure were grumpy people. I mean, God had given them Moses to lead them out of Egypt. God had sent plagues and even an angel of death to pressure Pharaoh into kicking the Israelites out. When Pharaoh's heart was hardened, God even helped Moses to part the Red Sea so that the Israelites could pass on dry ground. And then he caused the waters to come crashing back upon Pharaoh's army, wiping out the threat that followed them. God had proven himself faithful to the Israelites. So why were they constantly whining? They complain when Moses goes up the mountain and disappears for 40 days. They complain about being hungry. And then when manna from heaven appears, they complain about wanting meat. Today we see the Israelites breaking down into hysterics over water. But shouldn't they trust that the God that delivered them from slavery, the God that delivered them from Egypt, the God that had been faithful so far, would provide for them even if they didn't understand how? I mean, for heaven's sake, it's not like they needed something absolutely essential like toilet paper. Now, a shortage of toilet paper, that's a reason to freak out. We like to think we are so different from the stiff-necked people of God we read about in the Old Testament. We like to think that because we have scientific theory and public education and an understanding of the transmission of disease, that we are somehow smarter or better or wiser than the Israelites. But the reason the Old Testament is still valuable to us today The reason the stories of the folks wandering through the desert or the prophets pointing out the systemic sins of society or the stories of the moral failings of the kings of Israel are still important today is because we are the same people. We still have people problems. We still go into hysterics over things we deem to be necessities. We still don't trust God to take care of us even though he has done so time and time again. And yet, God is still the same God who saved the Israelites from slavery. He is still the same God who sent manna from heaven and water pouring from the rocks. He is still the same God who sent his son to die on a cross to give us eternal life. I will be upfront with you. These are scary times. I'm naturally a bit of a germaphobe, and I hate getting sick. Even though I am relatively young and healthy, I am worried about the people in my life who are immunocompromised or vulnerable. I am concerned that I could be putting others in danger by visiting those I normally see, the sick, the friendless, and the needy. But more so than even the physical side effects, I am legitimately concerned with the spiritual health of our society. Taking precautions is wonderful and I would argue necessary to hopefully keep this illness from spreading this year and becoming a recurring problem in the future. However, when people ignore the advice of the CDC to socially distance and instead find themselves in crowds at Costco attempting to grab as many rolls of toilet paper, packages of Lysol wipes, and bottles of water as allowed, this says something about us. When folks who are immunocompromised or older take unnecessary risks 
by traveling or going out in crowds or continuing to go about life as if they are not in a higher risk group, this says something about us. And when people cannot remove themselves from in front of their television sets or feel the need to share every post they read about the virus on Facebook regardless of truth, or when they spend their day dwelling on the possible outcomes of this pandemic, that also says something about us. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Today's collect feels extra appropriate this week. Lord, we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes, while handy, will not save our bodies. And fear-mongering or denial will not save our souls. As I was speaking to a clergy friend this week, she remarked how incredibly fitting this whole pandemic thing is happening during Lent. And I heartily agreed. Why do you think we start off Lent every Ash Wednesday with the administration of ashes and the words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return? Lent is the season when we are reminded that we are going to die. Our mortal bodies will pass away. We will not be taken bodily into heaven like Elijah. Rather, we will die in some sort of accident, or we'll get cancer, or if we're fortunate, we'll die in our sleep, and some of us may even catch a virus and die. None of us will get out of this world alive. People died in Jesus' time as well. People died from illness and starvation, and accidents. People died from thirst. And in that time, getting water was a little more difficult than turning on a tap. Jesus was thirsty. His disciples had gone to get food. Jesus is human after all and had real human needs, water and food being high on that list. Jesus is at a well, but he doesn't have a bucket. And it's noon, which is not when most folks are getting water. You know how we call bars watering holes? That comes from the old idea of wells as social places. Everyone needs water. So if you go at the right time, you can meet up with your friends. Or, as many men did, you can go to pick up chicks. As we Floridians may understand, most folks like to go early in the morning or at dusk when the day is cooler. So when Jesus is standing around at noon, only the social pariahs might come around. And who would show up but a woman Jesus shouldn't be associating with? Not only is she a woman, she's a Samaritan. And she's also had five husbands, probably because she's infertile or in some other way not fit for marriage. Her worth is less than nothing. And cultural norms would dictate that Jesus not even speak to her. He should socially distance himself, as her reputation could be catching. But Jesus shares a drink of well water with her. And then the disciples bring him literal food to eat. His physical needs are met. 
All the while, he is talking about what he can provide. Living water and spiritual food. Jesus understands the needs of the human body, food and water. Jesus is also showing the woman at the well and his disciples that these needs are secondary. The first need that we all have is for the living water and spiritual food that only Jesus can provide us. The first need we have is for hope of sharing the glory of God, as Paul tells us this morning. Our first need, our first priority, is the assurance of our salvation through the death and resurrection of Christ. This life is not your only life. Hand sanitizer and toilet paper will not save you. Face masks and gloves will still fail. And God is not to be tested by brazen behavior set forth as extreme acts of faith. We don't handle snakes on Sunday morning for a reason, y'all. Jesus is not saying don't care for your mortal bodies. He is not saying stop eating food and drinking water. And for the love of all that is holy, please wash your hands a lot for 20 seconds using soap. But what Jesus is saying is that he is the only one who can provide for not just our physical needs, but for our spiritual needs. He is the only one that can reconcile us to the Father and bring these stiff-necked people of God into relationship with him once again. Jesus is the reason this life is not our only one. And Jesus is the reason we have hope in dark and scary times. Our hope does not lie with hand sanitizer and N95 medical masks. Our hope is with Jesus. So go ahead. Buy a reasonable amount of Lysol wipes and toilet paper while leaving some for the person behind you. Avoid crowds if you're immunocompromised or over the age of 60. Respect the wishes of those who may not want to shake your hand right now. And please... Please, as a germaphobe, please, I am begging you to wash your hands a lot. But do not get so caught up in fear that you think you can somehow save yourself. Hope in Jesus, who provides us with living water. Trust in Christ, who has already paid the price for our eternal life. And surrender yourself to the man who said, Therefore I tell you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today.